You are listening to the Simple and Seamless Sales Podcast. And if you vibe with empowering, effortless, and exciting sales, this is the space for you. We are talking how to de-ickify sales. I am on a mission to show you that you can sell absolutely anything and you get to enjoy the way that you do. So excited to support you. Hello, and welcome to the Simple and Seamless Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Lexi, and I'm so freaking excited because today I have a very special guest expert, Sierra. If you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, we will get into all the different things, but we're going to be talking about today, uh, you know, work-life balance, system structures, all the different things, and she is a scaling coach. I want to make sure I have that correct, right? Scaling coach? Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She is so awesome when it comes to systems and structure. Like she is so productive. Like you, you give that energy of like, I'm going to get shit done. <laughs> so I'm so excited. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. If you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, you know, share a little bit about what you do, how you help and you know who you are. Awesome. Yeah. Well, hi, I am Sierra um, and I am a scaling coach. Like you mentioned, I am also a mom of two little boys. So my life is really, I go between, you know, mom life and working from home, which is just in itself a whole, a whole battle as I'm sure all of you guys know, um, trying to, you know, manage your time. And so that is where I kind of found my love for helping other entrepreneurs navigate that. You know, I know when I was starting my business, I actually started out as a copywriter and I wanted to do all the things. I was like, so like motivated to just like go at it, do everything, which is great to have the motivation, but I burned myself out so, so quickly. And I really had to like, take a step back and I was like, well, okay. Like if I want this to work, which I really did, right. Like I wanted to be able to build this online business and be home with my boys. I had to refigure out like, how am I going to grow this business in a sustainable way? Like without working all the hours, trying to do all the things. And that's kind of where I like naturally like found my way into coaching that way by like helping out some other people at a group program I was in and yeah, like the rest is history. So now I get to <laughs> get to do that here. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love your story. I feel like we have very similar overlaps because I can 100% relate. I'm super multi-passionate. I was like, I want to do all the things. Let me sell all the offers. Let me get everything. Let me do freebies. And it's like, they didn't go anywhere, you know? And I just love the fact that, you know, you have such big values with family, right? And being able to stay at home, being able to provide such great security in business and also with, well, it's where like, really be able to provide for your loved ones. And that's such a huge value of mine. Like I personally don't have uh, kids, but I know this year I wanted to, like, I was really thinking about what could family look like? What could things look like? And I, I had this huge aha moment of like, there's no way in hell I can actually run a business the way I've been running and have family. Like this just didn't make sense. So I, I feel like that we definitely have similar, similar overlap in that. But one of the first things that really came to mind is I'm curious, like, how would you define work-life balance for you? Like, what does that look like for you? How does that show up for you in your life? Like, I would be curious to know, as you mentioned, like you have, you have a lot, you're doing a lot in a way that you're holding it all. And I'm curious what that looks like for you. Yeah. So I, I feel like just to kind of preface that, like we, we really feel that, or we hear that work-life balance, like kind of has to be like 50, 50. And I'm sure that you can attest to that. Like, it doesn't have to always be like evenly spread out. It's just about like what works for you and like how you can find that balance. So for me, like, like you mentioned, I'm very like family oriented. That takes a majority of my time. And I, you know, I still grow my business. I still work on those things. I have, you know, church responsibilities, community responsibilities, like all the things, but those levels are going to fluctuate. So we're, we you know, we go through different seasons of it's time to really push hard and, you know, do all the things um, in a sustainable way, but doing a lot of things to push ourselves forward. And then there's going to be times where we can like step back and allow another area to 
to fill that gap and really be, you know, family focused, friend focused, self-focused, like spending time on ourselves and our, because we need that, right? We need the time to recoup for ourselves. And so that's kind of, I mean, not just how I define work-life balance, but kind of how I make sure it works for me. I don't know. What about, what about you? Yeah. Okay. I love that so much. And I love that you mentioned seasons. Like, oh, when I understood, like when I really let the concept land of, of having different seasons, right? Like you're going to have seasons of hustle. You're going to have seasons of ease. You're going to have seasons where your life changes. Right. And then of course, business as an extension is going to evolve and tweak and evolve with you. And I think one of the biggest things when it comes to work-life balance, right, is it's never that 50, 50. It's, it's never been really just like, okay, today's business, or this is business, or this is personal. It's like, it's, it's kind of like, there's going to be these seasons where, and again, I, I always say it comes back to priorities, right? Like, what do you prioritize in the season? What are your energy levels? What's going to make it easier for you in this season? And of course, naturally, business, it will evolve with that. And I think that's such a beautiful way to describe it. Because when I know when I got started in business, I was like, it's gonna be business, and then it's gonna be personal. And it was like, on off, on off, on off, which it still is to an extent. But it's like, there are going to be seasons and moments, right, where we have those seasons of hustle, but it's like, it's also understanding hustle doesn't mean burnout. And I think that was huge for me to recognize and understand, right? Where it's like, you can hustle and you can work hard and you can do the things and you can be ambitious, but you don't have to burn yourself out in the process. You don't have to sacrifice life or sacrifice personal or sacrifice family, right? To have a growing, sustainable, thriving business. And I think for so long, I fought against that edge because I was like, I'm going to go and I'm going to hustle and I'm going to do the things and blah, 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 because I thought that that's what you had to do. I thought that's how you build a business. And, and I'm curious to hear your reflections on this as well, but Again, it comes down to not just the season of life, but also how you define productivity, how you define success, how you define like what's getting things done. And then of course, like checking in with your own energy. Again, I'm super big on the energetics piece of this as well, where again, like I always say this, like sustainable is going to be simple and it has to be sustainable for you because if you're hustling and burning yourself out and doing all the things, and again, it's affecting your your personal happiness or affecting other areas. It's like, is that truly sustainable? So I'm curious what it comes right. up for you. No, yeah, I, I think- you know, when it comes to the idea of, of hustle, like you mentioned, it doesn't mean burning out. It doesn't mean working all the hours. You can a hundred percent hustle. You can give your all in those times when you are business focused. So, you know, it, it can be really hard. I know for me as a mom to like have focused business time, but when I do have those focused business times, I am 100% like doing the things in my business to move forward. I'm not like, Oh, I'm gonna, you know, scroll Instagram for a little bit, or, you know, maybe I'll, you know, do something that's, like all oh, like maybe like create something that's not actually going to serve my my bigger goals. So you mentioned like creating like all the freebies that like didn't, you know, I totally did the same thing. And I think like now looking back, you know, when we're hustling without a purpose, when we're hustling without a goal in mind, then that's when it becomes unproductive. That's when we are burning ourselves out because we are, we're basically just like throwing everything in the kitchen sink at our business and just waiting to see like, you know, what sticks, what's going to work when we, when you hustle with purpose, when you are, have a focused vision, you have a goal you're working towards. And like you said, those priorities, like even having those priorities in your business of, you know, what do I want to accomplish on this day, this week, this quarter, whatever. And when you work on your business, being 110% dedicated to that purpose, like that is true hustle without burnout. You know what I mean? I love that. Yes, exactly. And something that the conversations reminded me of is just that commitment to the long-term vision. And I think when there isn't that vision or that, okay, where am I going? How am I building this? Like, it's like, you want to do all the different things, but we're not sure quite what's landing. And I think for a long time, like this was me, my first two years in business, right? Like 
one big thing that came up for me was I was doing all the things and I was like, okay, let me, this kind of works. This doesn't work. It's like, you're figuring out what works, but because you don't have that anchored vision, you're just doing all the things. Right. And I found for me, the more I focused on long-term vision, bigger picture thinking, it's like, oh, I don't actually have to do half the things on my to-do list that I think are required to be successful or think that I have to do. And I'm curious, like my biggest question is about the business in terms of your own methodology or your own process with this. Like for me, when it comes to work-life balance, it really does come back down to, you know, priorities for sure, boundaries, time management and presence, right? Like being able to be present in these different areas. So I'm curious if you have different values when it comes to that or different things that you're like, okay, this is how I do work-life balance. This is how I do this. Cause I know you're also a big fan of systems, which I am as well. Um, and I'm curious how that, that comes up for you. Yeah. Yeah. So all of those things are a hundred percent like massive values and to kind of add to that, that those systems. So being organized because you can have like the greatest, best dreams and goals for your business, but you could still be completely like all over the place in terms of like what your focus needs to be. So a, a really big part of that is, uh, I, I'm not sure if you go into like KPIs or like met metrics, like making sure that you're measuring your process or your progress along the way. Um, and then staying organized as you continue to build. So you can reflect on the progress you've made, but also, you know, knowing that maybe, like, for example, something that I've kind of been playing with is having like set days for different things. So like Thursdays and Fridays are my call days and Tuesdays are my content days. Like, you know, so coming up with a system that works for you in terms of like your routines, but then also having a system that you can keep it all like organized and whether that's a planner or, you know, Trello, ClickUp, Asana, like there's so many different options out there. It's really just about finding the one that works for you. But going that route in, in having something to stay organized is, is such a, an important part of, of building that work-life balance of keeping things, you know, separated and organized. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. I agree 100%, especially when it comes to the organization piece, because, and again, I'm in a series, in a series, I'm in a season as well <laughs> of, of really systemizing and organizing. And one of the things that I've been loving doing is I have my own marketing docs, right? Like I remember when I would launch and it was like, okay, I have the launch plan. And then you'd spend so much time, you know, creating a launch plan. And then it's like, when you don't have that system to actually come back to and organize or even assess and do like a launch audit, right? You're starting from scratch every time. You're starting from experience, but that experience is based off of memory, which might not be the most reliable, right? And so I remember I had a launch and I was like, I'm literally doing the same things again and again. Like, there's got to be an easier way. Like, I have to repurpose something, right? And so as I started to build out my own launch SOPs and my processes and my systems, like, every time I go into launch mode, it's like, it gets easier. Like, oh my God, this is what they mean. Work smarter, not harder. <laughs> and yes. it's like, you get to really do that by going back on what's worked really well for you. And again, I love that you mentioned this, right? It's like, what is going to work for you, right? Like some systems might work really well. Some systems might not. And you don't really know, but we have to be committed to the process of building that out as well to give you that context, to give you that feedback. And I think that's so beautiful. And I'd love to continue like that conversation, especially, especially when it comes to really seeing what's working and not putting the metric on, okay, well, I didn't make a sale on the first day of my launch. So that is what's wrong. You know, it's like, it gives you such a broader, bigger perspective of like, what is actually the most beneficial because you could have six figure launches. You could have offers that sell perfectly. Right. And then at the behind the scenes of it, right. It's like, what does the client experience look like? How are you feeling? Are you feeling burnt out by it? It's like the metrics aren't just in the revenue. It's also in all the other areas in between. And I'm curious too, like what comes up for you for that? Yeah. So a couple of things. So first of all, I love that you were talking about um, the, the idea of the, the sales, like just because you don't make a sale on this day, something that I have really started to implement, like not only just for like 
measurement purposes or, you know, being able to build my business purposes, but for my mindset too, is like, I can only control like what my actions are doing, right? Like I can't control if someone signs a a contract or, you know, is becomes a client, but I can control how many people I reach out to. I can control the content I put out. I can control, you know? And so when it comes to those, like you said, those creating those SOPs, creating the, the systems that you can reuse over and over again and testing them out. And what can you control in this moment that you can then do over and over and over again? What can you pick up and, you know, maybe X and Z worked, but Y didn't. So we're going to just remove that out of the equation, you know? And the other thing that kind of comes up with that is, is there's this, oh, I'm trying to remember the book that this is from, but I was reading a book and they were talking about franchising your idea. So like, not like when you think of franchises like McDonald's or, you know, like obviously those are brick and mortar businesses, but how can you franchise your, your like online business? How can you take what you are creating and multiply it over and over and over again. So if you were to step back from your business tomorrow, someone could just come in and have everything that you've been doing and it would work. It would make sense. There's systems, there's processes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Like I remember uh, previously in my own marketing experience, I worked alongside a systems consultant. And so that was a big thing was like, what are the playbooks? Like what, what are the things like if someone were to leave and this role was gone, someone could easily come in and and take over. And it's like, the more I've been doing that in my own business, it's like, oh my God, things are easier. It's like, you have a second brain for yourself. You can outsource, you can invest in a team member who, again, it's like, I'm sure we can talk about all about training (laughs) and all of that, right? But I'm also just referencing the fact that it's going to be so simple for your business to run, not just for you, but for others to eventually take over, right? And so it's like, when, like my biggest thing, especially going into this year is like, how can I build a business? How can I refine my business so that I can build myself out of it? And then, and then that's what I think is in terms of like the quote unquote ultimate goal, right? Because for a, a lot of my the people in my community as well, the conversation is really about business in longevity. And I always say this, right? It's not a race to like the next fastest milestone. It's how long can you actually stay in this game, right? Like how long can you actually sustain yourself in this? And then what's your game plan for after? And I don't think a lot of people start to realize this until like much later. <laughs> They're like, oh my God. <laughs> and I think it's so important to have that built in and implemented now because eventually, you know, again, we talk about seasons of life, right? And I think the biggest aha moment I had for me was when, you know, I met my partner and And I was just like, I can't run my business the same way. Like, and when I started thinking about, okay, two years from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, it's like, it just didn't make sense. And I remember thinking, okay, I'm going to find the perfect system. I'm going to find the perfect framework. I'm going to find perfect strategy. Right. And I'm going to stick with that. Right. And it's just like your life will change and your seasons of life will change and your energy most importantly too. Right. And so it was like, okay, building the business model. and, And I would even say not even building, but like refining, right? Like it's really about refining and going back and making it simple and making it easier for yourself and then for others. So I, I just love this conversation so much, <laughs> but I'm curious, uh, you know, when we talk about KPIs and systems and things like that, like, what's your experience with that? I know for me, when I started, I was like, KPIs, SOPs, like, I was just like, what the hell does that even mean? So I'm curious, like, how would you define it in your own terms for, for the people who are listening on who maybe are at that stage where they're like, girl, what is a KPI? <laughs> yeah, no, that's a, that's a good, good question. So key, KPI stands for key performance indicator. And basically the way that I would describe it is like, just measurements to allow you to figure out what's working, right? So it's really just tracking your progress as far as, because it, you can't just like come out and say, oh, okay, like I know that if I do five, like I reach out to five new people that I'm going to get four sales. Like you can't just like pull those numbers out. You have to get those numbers from somewhere. And I think implementing KPIs into my business has allowed me to like 
it's math, right? It's just, it's literally like when you do X, you'll get Y results. And so when you think about, first of all, you got to like take some time to kind of like test it out, right? Like we were talking about, you got to test out everything before you can figure out what's working. And I think that's something that a lot of us struggle with. It's like a little scientist side tangent, but I think it's something that we really struggle with when we start to implement systems is we think that we can just jump, like pop ourselves right into a system and everything's going to work smoothly, but we have to do the, the, the work basically in the, behind the scenes to figure out how that system's going to work because every person's business is different. Everyone has, you know, unique things that they're really good at that they, you know, maybe need excuse me, maybe me need some more help on. And so when you kind of figure out, you know, what's working, so it, it's just going to take like some time to measure it. So for example, maybe for two, three weeks, you write down, like every time you talk to someone, every time you create a piece of content, what kind of content it is. And then you start tracking, like what resonated with my audience? What, um, how many people did I have to talk to before I got someone on a discovery call or whatever? And kind of doing that tracking allows you to figure out what areas of your business you need to really be focusing on in the future. And, you know, where, what's the word I'm looking for? So like, you want to be spending the time in your business on the areas that are going to directly impact your results, right? So that that kind of is where KPIs come into play is being able to figure out what areas you really need to be focusing on and then continually measuring them and seeing what's working and taking things out when they're not like everything like that. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. I love that definition of it because I think for me, the way that I define it is it's like, it's your ability to make data driven decisions, right? Like what's working, what's not working. And I think a lot of times people have resistance to it of like, I'm going to have to tally this. I'm going to have to put this together. Like, you know, I'm just going to keep doing what's doing and doing. And I think one of the most beautiful things, and I say this about boundaries, right? Like when you set boundaries, you're, there's that initial resistance maybe of that, like that uncomfortable feeling, right? Of like, oh, I have this this boundary. How am I going to be perceived? And then afterwards you're like, I feel amazing. I have so much more energy. There's so much time. And I think of it the same way where it could be anything, right? It could be managing your time where you're auditing your time and like, where's my time actually going? or setting those boundaries, or looking at like, what's actually performing well, it's like the initial process of it, just by starting it, you make your life so much easier. And I think this is where it kind of comes into that mindset piece where it's like, it's not just building the business for today or for next month. It's like when you start to think of the long term, the effort you're putting in now to to look at these numbers, to look at the data, to look at what like what's actually working well, what isn't, it's going to save you more time and energy in the long run too. And so that's something that's like a really big thing for me where, you know, whatever aspect you're looking at working on the business or working in the business, we're looking at it from a perspective of this isn't just for the now. And I think there's such a beautiful talent, really <laughs> a skill set, I would say, uh, of being able to work on the business and work in the business with the mindset of, okay, I'm doing this for the now and this is important, but also this is what I'm building and working towards because that's going to ground you as well, where you can actually cut out, like you said, right, cut out the things that aren't actually leading to the best results or aren't producing the best results. But then you can come back, like even as simple as looking at your past like 90 days on Instagram, like what content is actually resonating? Like that's the, I may not necessarily do that for KPIs in marketing, but what I look at when I do messaging audits is I'm looking like what kind of conversations are sparking? What kind of conversations are people really resonating with? And it's like, when you look at the information, you're able to also, I believe, take a more neutral grounded response versus people didn't like my content or like no one's resonating with it. It's like, you can actually see like, wait, people are resonating. I think that's actually such a confidence boost as well. But I, I'm curious, like in terms of creating or, I would say looking at your business holistically, like what do you feel inspired you to really look at business from a very like data-driven informed decision-making, I would say. Yeah, I think, 
you know, for me, I, when I first started my business, I just, like I said, I threw everything at it. And I was so in my head about like, I'm doing all these things, but I'm not seeing the results that I want to see. And it really, it, I mean, it tore me down. It made me feel like I wasn't enough in my business. I wasn't, you know, seeing the results I should have seen. And so when I shifted that mindset to there's actual like data behind what I'm doing, right? Like I can measure everything. You can, you can literally measure everything in your business. And when I realized that I started to see, oh, like I actually, you know, I might have been doing all like 10, 20 different things in my business, but there were only like three of them that were actually resonating with my audience. You know, like you said, the, uh, the content audits, like when you go back and look at your content, I had this like mindset of, oh my gosh, like none of my content is like hitting the right people. It's, you know, not being received well. And then I would go through it and I was like, wow, like, I actually had like so much more engagement on this post and this post than I thought I did, than I remembered I did. Mm -hmm. And so when I started to look at things like through those data points, it, it, something just clicked. And I mean, I'm not like a very mathematical person, like (laughs) no way. Like I literally am all like, I went to school for like English. Like I was like, get me away from the math as much as I can. But when I started to look at the data and like, look at the numbers, it started to make sense. Like it, it allows you to see that like literally any result that you want to see in your business is possible if you do the right number of things, right? Like it's, it just takes, it just takes some math, I guess. I don't, I don't know. What is your, what is your experience been with that? Yeah. So I love that too. Cause I'm definitely not like a data girly. Like I did not go to school for math at all. And I, I think that when I got into business, it was like, I had to make that distinction. Cause I, I just going off of that conversation perspective is the biggest thing that I'm hearing, right? Like it gives you perspective. And that was something I didn't really have first year in business was it was very much excitement. (laughs) It was excitement. It was passion. It was, you know, high energy. And then you're in the space for a while. You're doing business, you're running things, you're having some launches work well, some launches not work so well, right? And it's like, it's all adding up, but then it's, you have to look at the perspective of the bigger picture of it. And so for me, like my experience with this and like really like that aha moment and click, it came from when I realized that I was putting in so much time and energy when it was like, this just doesn't make sense. Like it just doesn't make sense. And and I didn't know how to quite make, have it make sense. Right. It's like, why does this work? But this didn't like, what the hell? And it's like, you have to look at all these different areas of business. I don't mean like have to in the sense where it's like, it's going to be draining and time consuming. I mean, in the sense where it's like, where does it actually serve you to put your time and energy to look at these areas? And then of course, like at a certain point you can have and hire on experts who will do that for you. <laughs> and of course you can have like that constant communication of like, this is what's working this is what's not, but then you can really stay in your zone of genius. But I think also for those who are solopreneurs or who are, you know, it's discovering business. And like, I, I think I would even say it's like the turning point of seeing your business as a business and running it as a CEO and running it with operations in mind and thinking about systems and thinking about really processing and streamlining everything. Right. And I think for me, it was just the realization that I can't run my business on energy alone. Like that, it's just like, it's not sustainable to wait until I'm high vibe to create content or like, and again, like that might be more like the mindset energetics related, but it was just a lot of it was like, my thinking was more about the energetics and, and, you know, the way I felt. And it was like, once I started seeing that I don't actually have to be happy for like 24 seven to create content, I can actually look at again, data, what's resonating with my community. What do they need to hear? What's going to be valuable for them? I don't 
actually have to be in a good mood to do all the things. I can actually look at the numbers and I can actually look at and reflect like what's working well, what's not. And I don't have to make it so much about me and my energy and my emotions. And I can run my business in a very much more grounded, regulated way, more than let's say meditating <laughs> or journaling or doing all the things. It's like I could take consistent action and I could take more action. I could lead to more results because I wasn't basing everything. And again, like as we talked about with the perspective of this isn't working, this isn't landing, making it mean something about me. It's like you can actually take that away. And it's like, okay, let's look at the business like like as a business owner, like just putting on our business owner hat, like what do we need to do? What do we need to get done? And the emotions, we don't tie that up. And I found for myself, like I was able to move with so much more speed and, and, and getting things done quicker and things that were more efficient and effective for business versus like waiting for inspiration or like trying to do all the things for the sake of the energy and the excitement. I think that was like the biggest shift for me. And I, I'm curious, like I see you nodding your head. I'm like, I'm curious if that brings up something for you too. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's like exactly like the same, the same thing that I really dealt with too. And I think, Oh, you know, like when it comes to sitting down and like you said, like looking at that data and like taking yourself out of the equation, like, and that's really what it's about is like taking yourself out of it and being like, okay, you know, there, there's going to be actions that you have to do, right? There's going to be things that are going to show up every single day. Like, for example, you're running an online business. If you're on Instagram, you have to be creating content. Right? You can't take that away. Even if you're like, oh, like, I just don't really like doing this that's okay. So then find another way to do it because it's going to be a metric that's needs to, you know, be tracked, needs to come back over and over and over again. And then speaking to, you know, the, the work-life balance side of things, you know, making sure that when you are focusing on those specific areas and the things that you have to be doing every single day versus the things that maybe might be fun to do, or, you know, that's where your energy is today. Like, bringing it back to that and then using it like allows you to use your time a lot better as well because when you know what you need to be doing then you have a focus for your time and instead of getting down like sitting at your desk for your work day or whatever that looks like for you and just kind of like ho humming like what do I feel like doing today you know exactly what you need to be doing that day exactly and I love that I feel there was such a powerful shift for me when I started doing non-negotiables and it sounds so simple. It sounds so basic, but it's just like having a clear focus. And of course, like, let's say you look at your business holistically and you're like, this is where I want to go. This is my goals. These are my metrics that I'm setting for myself. Instead of, you know, believing that you have to do all these different things to get there. It's looking at it from a very grounded place of, okay, I need to do actions to get results. And what are those actions going to look like? What actually makes the most sense for the season of life? What actually makes the most sense for this launch? What actually makes the most sense for this goal? And you can simplify and refine it because ultimately a transformation is that you believe differently, you think differently, you do differently, right? And I think that one of the biggest things that a lot of entrepreneurs can get caught up and where I got caught up is that I have to think differently and I have to believe differently but the actions weren't matching that. And I've always found that getting grounded in the actions in your non-negotiables in deciding like it's that commitment. Like I might not feel like getting on my stories and selling today, but guess what? I'm committing. And it, again, it's coming from the energy of, oh, I have to force myself to show up. It's like, no, you're just remembering the bigger impact of what you're doing. You're tying it back to that bigger picture vision. You have some perspective. Like there are going to be days where it's like, oh my God, today was a shit show, <laughs> you know, personal life or something, right? Like obviously I wouldn't like force myself to come on and all the things, but it's looking at the consistency that's carried my business throughout so far. It's like, you can take the day off. And I think that was also something that kind of came up for me was instead of hustling, hustling, hustling and being busy for the sake of being busy or getting things done, you can actually create consistency in your actions that are leading to results. You actually have more security in taking that time away. At least that's the way that it was for me, where it was like, I, I'm going to try and get my to-do list all done in one day. And it was like burned out by the end of the week, always feeling like having to show up versus I trust in where my business is heading. I know what to focus on. I can actually chill. I can actually sleep in without an alarm clock because I know 
whenever I, I actually sit down to do business, I know what to work on. I'm not like, what should I do? What should I focus on? Well, you know, like, oh, I didn't get that done. It's like everything is 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 planned. And I don't mean planning in the sense where it's like everything micro to a T. At least that's not the way that I operate. But you just give yourself some standards and and non-negotiables to do and it becomes part of your process becomes part of your team and naturally growing your business is just someone who you are right because of the actions that you're taking yeah no I I completely agree and I think you know when it comes to the like I don't know how many things you have on your to-do list every day I know for me like I keep it like three to five because that's what I found to be I I feel like that's what everyone says like that's the goal (laughs) is to do three to five but like that's honestly like what I found to be most sustainable for me and so when those five things get done I mean you could you could do everything in your business you could just add you know more to your list and you could get your five done you could be like okay I'll do this this and this but setting that boundary with myself of, okay, I got my five things done. Now I get to go watch the show because I got done early or, you know, now I'm going to take the kids to the park because I finished up my call, like whatever that looks like. So I don't know like what your like planning looks like, but yeah, no, I actually love that so much. So mine is typically three to five as well. And then sometimes for certain days, like my CEO days, I'll have like overflow tasks. Like what do I actually want to get done? Like it would be, it would be nice to do not a requirement kind of vibe. And then something I wanted to mention in this is the second I started doing that, the more I realized I don't actually have to get everything on my to-do list done today. I can spread this out and get so much more shit done in a week than all the combined efforts and like energy just slowly draining of like, what's the word? Like decreasing productivity or decreasing effectiveness of what I was doing because my energy was dipping, trying to get it all done. And then realizing, oh crap, I did like, I spent the last three hours doing something that I didn't need to do. <laughs> like I could have focused on this instead. This is a higher priority. And so for me personally, the way that I do this is I, I brained up everything, right? Like what are the big priorities? Like I'm very big on planning, like um holistically. And then it's like, cool, what can I commit to? And, and, and like give myself time and I actually commit to doing and it's like, again, like there's just so much more ease and spaciousness in my schedule because of that, because it's not like I have to get it. It's like, it, it almost like relieves that sense of urgency because there's purpose behind it is, is how I would describe it. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, it gets us out of this, uh, you know, we, we don't do our nine to five jobs because like we want to be not living for the weekend, right? We don't want to have to be work, work, work all day and filling our days with stuff and then coming home and like just crashing on the weekends and then go back and do it again. So when we kind of have that mindset of, you know, I don't have to burn myself out and then take two days off and then burn myself out again. Like you can keep that simple and you can keep it with, you know, you could still be growing and it doesn't have to be overwhelming. Yeah, 100%. Can I just say, Sierra, I freaking love our conversation. Like I just <laughs> love this so much. And I love that you agree too. Like, because I think there's this misconception that, oh, I want to ease full business. I want spaciousness in my business. So I'm going to, you know, lean back. Uh, and again, no problem with that. I love the energetics. I love lean back energy, but I think there's a difference between the, it's almost like lean back or plugged out. And I think that's where people fall into where it's like, where it makes sense, right? If you're burning and hustling yourself out and doing all the things that you're like, I'm done, (laughs) I'm tapped out. I need a break. Right. And I think one of the most beautiful parts of knowing your priorities, having a business model that you refine, and again, it keeps getting, um, that's a word, like you're making it easier and easier and simpler for yourself. You're not pushing yourself to that point of I need a break but then also you're giving yourself that commitment to showing up for the business regardless so I'm curious if you have thoughts or opinions around that as well because again I think I had had this understanding of oh an easeful business means you don't do anything (laughs) and I remember when I first tried like uh, about a year and a half ago I first tried working like three to four hour days two things happened I would either like get things done but it wasn't like the things that actually moved the needle forward and and I would kind of cause this like 
feeling of like, should I close the laptop? Should I come back to it? Should I do this? And then the other aspect of it was like, okay, I'll close my laptop. But then I couldn't rest because I knew there was like things I needed to get done that weren't getting done, but I couldn't put my finger on it. And so for me now it's like, again, it goes back to the priorities and that's like, I can take time off. But I'm curious like what that brings up for you. Like if that's something that you, you know, have experienced or what you believe on that. Yeah. Yeah. So first of all, I am like all for the four hour work days, right? Like that's something that I am a big, a big fan of. And something that I started to realize was, okay, so this is not something that like I've ever talked about actually, but um, when I first started implementing this four hour work day, like started measuring my time, like tracking it, I realized like I wasn't quite working four hours and like, I was still like doing everything, but I was like, oh crap. Like I'm teaching this four hour work day and I'm not working four hours. Like how, how are people going to trust that? Like they can do it all in four hours if, you know, I'm doing it in less, which like, that doesn't make sense. But like in my head, I was like, I have to do more. Right. And so I started piling the stuff on. I started, you know, getting back into this cycle of uh, like, I have to be doing more stuff. And it got to a point not too long ago where I was like, okay, like what the heck am I doing? Like I'm working four hour days, but I am miserable. Right. And so I realized, you know, I, I can work a little bit less. So I do maybe like two and a half on like a really light day, but it's usually like three, three and a half hours. And like, I'm okay with that. It doesn't mean I'm leaning back. Like you said, like I, those three hours are super purposeful. They are, I'm working the whole time. I am really focused on what I'm doing. And if you're, you know, it's, it's that difference of, like you said, um, leaning back, or I think plugging out, like is, yeah. is, is the phrasing you use. <laughs> and, um, you know, you can work it if you set aside eight hours, right? Like just the normal work. If you set aside eight hours, you are going to fill those eight hours, right? I am very much a believer of, of the amount of time that you set aside, you are going to find something to fill it with. So it's more about, I, I think it's not necessarily about the time that you're working in your business, but about the, the the actions that you're taking, the things you're accomplishing. Sometimes maybe that's going to take, you know, five or six hours a day. Sometimes that's going to take two and that's okay. Like it's about the purpose behind it. Hmm, I love that so much. Yeah, exactly. I think it's Parkinson's law. I want to say if um the law of basically the amount of time that you give yourself, you're going to take up, which I fully believe. Right. And I, re- I would remember I started timing myself because I, I was like, I want to be really intentional because like, why the hell am I spending an hour on one piece of content? Like that is not... <laughs> It's not the vibe. And I remember timing myself and it was like that hour that, or even if I was just like creating a story sequence, right. And I'm like writing up what I'm going to say, or like posted it to my stories. It was like, I posted it. Oh, this, this feed popped up, read it a little bit. And then like, oh, actually I need to put this and like say, adding another sentence that didn't need to be there. It's like all those little things when you really set that intention, like I'm a big reliever that in power hours one, but like you set the intention of in this hour, in this time frame, I'm going to get this done. You're not, you're going to notice where your brain goes to that doesn't actually allow, like, where are you like checking out? Where are you like doing something else? Like, where are you actually scrolling a little bit? And I'm not someone that scrolls at all. <laughs> like, I, I really won't do that. But like, even just the little micro moments of just reading a little bit into the caption, it's like, you'll start to see where your focus is elsewhere. And I think one of the biggest things and really a superpower in growing your business is your focus right? And I don't even think like focus work, like um, if let's say you have, you're holding a lot, right? Or you're in that current season where there is a lot going on, but I mean it in the sense of intentionality is probably the better word of like, I'm setting the intention that I'm going to get this done. And I think giving yourself a lot of grace. And I, I will say it's a practice to work less hours because it, it, it like, how ingrained is it to work hard and hustle hard and you have to do all these things. And it's like, I, I remember almost like, 
when I would like take a day off and because I, I would work all the time, even weekends, and I took a day off, I had more energy to bring into the next day and I was getting things done faster. And so I really think it's it's really that balance of understanding how to use your time, how to use your focus. And then of course, like using the metrics or using systems to make it easier for yourself. But it really does come back down to that intentionality of this is what I'm going to get done. This is what I'm going to focus on. And I love that you have focused work periods or just you're, you're like, I, had, I did two hours today and I'm good. And I, I want to talk about that. And I think That'll be like one of the, the conversations as, as we lead to the, the end of the podcast here. But one of the big conversations that comes up for me and just like in hearing what you have to say is I'm curious what mindset shift or perspective have you really grounded and anchored into that has allowed you to reach that point of, okay, two hours, I'm good. Like, like what does the, the process behind that look like? Oh yeah, that is, that's a big question. Um, okay. <laughs> I have done a lot of like mindset work in the past, like six months. And I think what actually made it click for me was whether I get, you know, whether I, how do I word this? Doesn't matter how many hours I work, whether I, you know, sign five clients or no clients today, it doesn't mean that my business is a failure. Like it doesn't mean that I'm a failure. It doesn't mean that I am not worthy of building a successful business. If I only can get one hour done today because my kids are just an absolute wreck, that doesn't mean that I am a bad mom or a bad business owner. Like your worth is not tied to the success of your business, right? And that's like understanding that has allowed me to to grow and to create something so much bigger than myself, right? Because we're I'm not tying myself, I'm not linking myself to my business. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just like have this like gesture of putting my hand over my heart because that's so beautiful. And I 100% agree. I think it's so easy to, right? Especially with like the messaging you hear in the online space or just in general, that conditioning of like work harder equals more money. You know, like that's the way that I was raised, right? Like you put in the work, you put in the hours, you're going to get paid more or you're going to get paid. And I think it's such a beautiful conversation to have because when I think of scaling, or at least when I first started and I was like, what is scaling? It's like, you think of like masculine structure and like you're working all these hours and you're doing this and like systems and you're like hiring and you're like, huh. And for me, it's like, it's really been about sustainability, but also about, I say identity work. Like I always say this, like you're, business will scale because you're also scaling yourself. And it's so the personal growth, right? You holding yourself accountable, you setting boundaries with yourself and with clients and with everyone else, you communicating that, you leading yourself through it. I think it's such a beautiful, like 10 times, like we all say, I I don't know if you say this as well, but business is like a personal development journey times a thousand. Scaling is going to take you to that next 10,000, right? Because you're, you're literally changing so much about the way that you work and the way that you operate and what you believe. Because ultimately, if you're believing that I have to work more hours, it's not that that's ultimately true, right? It's just like, it's something that we tell ourselves, but if we play into that, it's so easy to get into the cycle. And I think I, I've definitely found myself in those cycles where it's like, okay, cool, four hour work days. And it's like, and then you start to question and then you have the belief and then you're like, well, should I work what more hours? And then it's so easy. And it's like, okay, wait, the practice is in catching yourself and doing that and like really allowing that to come through. So such a good conversation. I'm like obsessed. I'm like literally so giddy with energy, but I did want to ask one final question is what would you say? Like, what's your best tip? Like if someone came to you and they're like, Sierra, I am craving more work-life balance. I don't really know where to start. Like, you know, I, I just, I crave that more easeful business. Like what, what would be a good takeaway for them to, to really land with? Yeah, I think, you know, I, I'm going to have to refer back to like what you're ta- talking about earlier with the priorities. Cause that is, that's like my number one thing. I'm like, if you don't have your priorities in line, it doesn't matter what you're doing, right? Because those are going to guide you. So if you are struggling with work-life balance, if you're struggling with, you know, balancing, whatever it is, you're balancing, juggling, just the, just even if you're thinking like in your business and if you're struggling with how to organize that, figure out your priorities, get those straight. And 
it'll kind of just like, it'll click. It'll just fall into place. It'll make sense about where your focus should be, how much time you should be focusing on each of those areas. And kind of like we were talking about earlier, everything comes in seasons. So if you sit down and you're like, I can't find this balance right now, I'm not able to put, you know, all this time into my business. That's okay. It could just be for a season and just do what you can, but realize that, you know, maybe in a couple months, it's going to be time for you to just really just go at it and, and build. So anyways, yeah, that's probably what I would say. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a great answer. That That's so good. Yeah. I 100% agree with the priorities aspect of it because ultimately that's where you're headed, right? Like you, I forget the actual point. I'm totally botching this, but it's like, you are your habits, right? Or like your results come as a direct result of your habits, right? And like what you're prioritizing. So that's so good. Anyway, I am obsessed with this conversation. I can't wait to plug into this and listen to this in my own ears because I'm going to be like, it's so excited. Just like <laughs> stepping back in. But I absolutely loved having you on the podcast. It was incredible. It was amazing. And I want to tell you know listeners where they can find you. So is there anywhere that they can come to you, your Instagram, any links available? And links will be available also for those listening in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. So I am on Instagram pretty much all the time. So you can find me on there. My handle is at Sierra.scocco. And I also have my own podcast, uh, One Productive Mama, and you can go check me out there too. Okay, wait, I love that name. <laughs> that is so cute. I freaking love that name. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, thank you so much for listening and I will see you in the next episode. Enjoyed this episode? It would mean the world to me and can create so much impact if you took a screenshot and shared it to your Instagram stories and tagged me at Coaching with Lexi. I would love to see you, celebrate you, hype you up, and of course, share you with my community too. Love you so much and I'll see you in the next episode.